Welcome to the Happy Today podcast with Lady Maga USA. That is me. And I am so honored that you're here with me right now as we begin the very first episode of the Lady Maga USA Happy Today podcast. This is going to be an incredible adventure that I cannot wait to share with you. I had the hardest time deciding what do I talk about in the very first episode. Like I have so many stories to tell you, you have no idea. And I thought, okay, I'm just going to make a list of the chronology of my journey as Lady Maga USA. Start from the very beginning, a very good place to start. So you know how it is. It's hard to... um tell you guys everything I've been through, everything I stand for, and I just want to share it all with you. So we're just going to start at the beginning of my journey as a drag queen. Now, keep in mind, in future episodes, we are going to have fabulous, famous guests. We're going to have people who defy the stereotype of Trump supporters. We're going to have beautiful Americans on my podcast But I'm going to be my own guest for the first few episodes, just to give you a little background. In upcoming episodes, I'm going to talk about growing up Mormon and gay, which is a story in itself. I mean, uh, I grew up like totally Mormon, and it was definitely hard and definitely um, a challenge, but I've come to peace with that. So anyway, we have so many more episodes coming up, but for the very first episode right now, I'm just going to jump in right about where I started my journey as a drag queen. So first, I'll tell you why I started. Um, I had a very difficult uh, breakdown in 2016. I am a suicide survivor. Um, It's something that I don't hide from other people because the stigma surrounding suicide and health when it pertains to your mental health is something we should talk about because if someone has diabetes, they'll tell you. If somebody has, you know, high blood pressure, they'll tell you. And those of us who have struggled with suicidality and even actual suicide um, need to be more open about it. It's been a long time since I've had those feelings. I've come so far, but um, my drag journey began um, In the ICU, I woke up in the ICU after a very unfortunate suicide attempt, and I realized at that point in my life, I needed an outlet. I needed a way to express myself where I didn't feel um, self-conscious, and I didn't feel oppressed, and I needed an outlet where I could express my creativity and join... um, Join something that made me feel like I could just go out there and sparkle and shine and be myself. I always felt like I held so much in and I cared so much about what other people thought of me. And I didn't want to seem too gay and I didn't want to seem weird and I didn't want to, you know, come across as strange. And I realized um, I need to express myself. So 
Um, after I got out of the ICU and uh, went into a little program for mental health, it, they basically told me I had to go to an LGBT mental health uh, facility and program. And um, it was very interesting. In there, I learned that there are many ways of expressing yourself. And I actually thought, okay, um, what do I do next with my life? And I went to a drag show in Boston, Massachusetts, where I lived at the time. And I saw a drag queen on the stage with a fan blowing her beautiful wig and a spotlight. And it just called out to me and said, I want to do that. I want to get up there. I want to sparkle. And my background is in theater and dance. I have performed since I was a tiny tot in performing groups and dance and everything else. And I just thought, you know what? I need to get back into that because preparing for a stage performance or preparing a costume or learning some choreography, it keeps you busy. It keeps you focused. And so I said, you know what? I want to try that. So I went to amateur nights in Boston and just dressed up. And oh my gosh, the humiliation looking at those photos when I first started. I just had no clue what I was doing. And um, I just started going to the amateur nights in different uh, venues in Boston and performing. And my very first performance was actually Jesus Take the Wheel by Carrie Underwood because that song speaks to me. I love that song. I love Carrie Underwood. And I was in a terrible dress, a terrible wig, just looking absolutely hideous. But I, I lip-synced Jesus Take the Wheel. And it was just a magical moment. And of course, I was crying, but the audience lifted their arms back and forth and said, you know, um, good job. Thank you for joining us. And so from that moment on, I realized it was an outlet for me to express myself, to be creative. I have to say, I am not a woman. I do not desire to be a woman, but there is a part of me that wishes to express myself in a glamorous fabulous, colorful, sparkly way. I started my journey. And from there, I really just got excited about the costumes and the makeup and the choreography and the opportunity to just express myself. So that story is a very long story, but I want to get back to Lady Maga. So in Boston, I had an incredible journey. I ended up being part of many shows, I got paid for what I did, which was very exciting. I would always do Barbie or Britney or Disney princess performances. I was known as the Disney princess of Boston. It was awesome. I had a great time. But I never actually fit in with the mainstream drag community. And I'll tell you why. Because I don't like to do drugs. I don't like to party hard. I do not sleep around. I am not promiscuous. And my drag was never about sexuality. And in every show, I would be up there doing something really fun and, you know, very Disney, whatever. And the other drag queens would be performing sexually explicit content with the F word and all this stuff. So, you know, God bless them. I believe in freedom of speech. And especially in an adult nightclub, they can do whatever they want. I would never try to shut down anyone's free speech. But I never fit in. 
Um, I would just go perform, smile, twirl, sparkle, enjoy the spotlight, enjoy the artistry, enjoy the hugs and the fun, and I would leave. So then I moved to Utah from Boston because number one, Boston is so liberal that I just can't even handle it. Number two, it's expensive. Number three, the winters are absolute hell. I mean, we're talking wind. We're talking freezing snow. Oh my gosh. Those winters were just so hard for me. And because I do struggle with depression and uh, anxiety, it wasn't a good fit for me. So I decided to move to Utah. And you might say, well, Utah is crazy also with winter and, you know, the ski resorts and everything. But winter in Utah is nothing like winter in Boston. So I needed to escape all of that in Boston. And um, I also just felt this magnet to go back to Utah, back to my Mormon roots. Um, The Mormon people, although I'm no longer like religiously Mormon and I did leave the Mormon church, I really just felt a calling to come back to Utah, to be surrounded by people who are familiar, who are loving, who are kind, and who understand me as a person. And that is the Mormons. Many people call me the Mormon drag queen, and I take that as a badge of honor because I grew up Mormon, and I will share that story in a future episode. But my values and my core principles were all given to me because of my Mormon upbringing. So I reject a lot of the doctrines. I reject a lot of the dogma. But what I don't reject is the core fundamental values of the Mormon church that I was taught. And I'm an Eagle Scout, and I served a Mormon mission for two years uh, in France. And it was just an incredible experience. So I am who I am, thanks to the Mormon church and thanks to my ability to just be a rebel and follow my heart. So, okay, back to the Lady Maga story. So I moved to Utah and I joined the drag queen community here in Utah. And I just immediately felt at home. I ended up in uh, Utah's most successful drag show, which is the Viva La Diva show, where they do celebrity impersonation. They've got Dolly Parton. They've got Cher. They've got Katy Perry. uh, They've got Adele. I mean, it was an absolutely incredible experience. And I had the honor of being Britney Spears because I will always be a Britney fan. Poor Britney Spears. Hashtag free Britney. Anyway, I was hired to uh, to perform in this show as Britney Spears. And they also do a Disney show. So I got to be Rapunzel. And I am no longer in touch with any of the people from the Viva La Diva show. But they are incredible artists. They work very hard. They put on a great show. And it was a wonderful honor to be part of that. Outside of the Viva La Diva show, I would perform at different venues here in Salt Lake City. The RuPaul's Drag Race Queens would come to town. Uh, RuPaul's Drag Race is a reality show that features drag queens and the biggest stars within the drag world. They would come to town and I would often be hired to perform in those shows. And it was an absolute blast. I had a good time. But little by little... As I watched our country being attacked by the left 
as I watched the encroachment of socialism, as I watched the hatred of our president, Donald Trump, amplify, I felt like I was back in the closet. So I came out of the closet as a gay Mormon, and it was difficult. But I felt like I was back in the closet as a Trump-supporting conservative gay man, and I just... I just couldn't take it anymore. So my my final, the straw that broke the camel's back was one specific show. I went to perform. I can't remember which RuPaul's Drag Race queen was in town, but I was in the show and I did a medley of Carrie Underwood. I started with Jesus Take the Wheel and I went to Cowboy Casanova and Before He Cheats and ended with the Star Spangled Banner and just performed my heart out in my boots and my cowgirl hat, had a great time. And then I went up to the dressing room and in the dressing room, there was a giant poster that said F Trump. And I'm going to say F Trump because I don't like the F word. I don't like profanity. Again, one of the benefits of being raised Mormon Anyway, so there was this giant poster that said F Trump. And I realized in that moment, if I were to express my views about our, about our president, if I were to express my conservative values, if I were to wear a Make America Great Again hat to a rehearsal, I would be ostracized. I would be kicked out. And I knew it because the drag community is so radicalized and so just full of explicit content and anti-Trump comments at every show it started to really break my heart. And I realized this is not where I belong. So I brainstormed and I thought, what can I do to be who I am and still be a fabulous, sparkly, magical drag queen, but at the same time, join the conservative movement and make a difference. And I thought I could do it as Ryan, me, my name is Ryan. I thought I could go out there as me and get involved in politics. But as I brainstormed, I thought I really want to use my talents to promote an America first agenda and support our president. What talents do I have? I have a background in journalism and uh, TV, radio, and print journalism. And I'm I'm a dancer and I'm a performer and I'm a drag artist. And that is when I decided to create Lady Maga. So in episode two, in the next podcast, I'm going to take you on a journey of what it was like to end my mainstream drag career and begin my career as Lady Maga. So I hope you'll join me. There's so much coming up. I love you guys. And I just want you to know that I'm honored that you're listening to me right now. I've gotten a little bit of fame as Lady Maga. I have, you know, thousands of people follow me and across America, I'm very well known. And uh, the whole fame side of it is very strange. I will never, ever consider myself a diva because every person who's willing to listen to me or watch a video or give me a hug at an event, that is an honor that I do not take lightly. So. I hope you'll join me in the next episode as we continue my journey into Lady Maga. So I love you guys and join me in the next episode. If you enjoyed this program or you are a fan of Lady Maga, then you are a Maga tier. Who's the leader of the club that's made for you and me? 
L-A-D-Y-M-A-G-A-U-S-A. Hey there, hi there, ho there, fight so we can all be free. L-A-D-Y-M-A-G-A-U-S-A, Joe Biden, Donald Trump, Joe Biden, Donald Trump. Forever let us wave our Trump flags high. Hi, hi, hi. Come along, we're standing strong for Trump 2020. L-A-D-Y-M-A-G-A-U-S-A. So I like to call all of my friends who enjoy what I do my MAGA tears. And if you wish to support me in my journey, I take a lot of time off from my customer service job in order to do this full time. I am very much in debt because of all the expenses I have accrued from travel to rental cars to Airbnbs. And if you want to support me right now, all I've got is Venmo. So Lady Maga USA on Venmo, you can support my work. And in the future, I'm going to have merchandise and all kinds of fun stuff for you. And if you do donate, you will receive a little gift in the mail so you can be an official Magateer. I love you guys and stay tuned for the next podcast. Mm-hmm.